Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Ted, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yizzo, what up, what up, what up, good War Room family. You are once again live with us in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev Mack. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother Jimmy the Blueprint. Uh, B. Austin should be with us shortly. Yo, the NBA draft is here, Jim, so uh, we're going to preview that, discuss some other things happening in the world of sports right now. So everybody out there, sit back, relax, bust it up again with your brothers in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of man caves. Episode 685 starts right now. You can get in on the conversation yourself. All you got to do is sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, IG, everywhere at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, 323-410-0012. What up, fam lamb Yo, rich dudes trapped in a submarine. This is this is pretty much America this week, man. What's, what's, what's going yeah, on? Man. I'm just glad that the Internet wasn't around during 9-11 because the Internet takes nothing at all serious. Yo, um, no prisoners. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just so glad it wasn't around because I it definitely would have been jokes at the expense of like you know it's just like nothing is serious no more, man. The memes, the jokes, they're coming in by the minute. Like I don't, I don't get it. Um, and Jim, as usual, man, you probably got to sign in to the chat room because I'm signed in, and um, I don't see anybody there, so I don't know why. In the last two Yo. months, they didn't gave me my own chat room to chat with myself in. <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I can't see what's going on in there no more. I'm pretty sure Neil and Skyview probably in there holding it down. So shout out to y'all. I can't see y'all right now, but um, <laughs> the show must go on. Keep listening either way. But yeah, man, that's a crazy situation, man. Like, because the more I read about it, the more I'm like, damn, these not not. Because I'm about to say these rich people problems, but not rich people problems in the in the. I'm not trying to say like I don't care. I'm just trying to say the. I w- I would never be invited on this type of excursion because I can't afford this type of excursion. Like these people pay two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a piece to basically go to the bottom of the sea to check for Titanic ruins, and really what amounts to like a minivan with no seats. It's like a bathtub, a big bathtub with a roof on it. Like, it is no seats. They're in there, what what the kids call it these days, crisscross applesauce because we can't say Indian style no more. And they got, like, a controller from, like, a video game controller, like a Logitech, probably Bluetooth onto the joint that's controlling it. Like, you would think for that kind of money, the vessel would be way more technological, but 
it seems like it's not. People paid big money to get on this, and they trusted it. And, you know, as far as we know now, like, they might be somewhere almost out of oxygen. Um, you know, prayers to those people, man. But it, it is crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just like, you know, I, I don't want to say anything politically incorrect. I'm just going to say, like, it's so much more that, you know, even if, even if you told me, look, you got to spend a 250K to go have fun and do something interesting, I'd have thought of a gazillion things before that. Your damn body, yeah. Our special with the Titanic is weird to begin with. I mean, I might have actually considered going into space with with Elon Musk before doing this. <laughs> That's dangerous as hell. So I, I, I don't yeah, know. I would have. And shout out to Neil. I gave it to Mariah Mills before um, this chat room now, but now I can't even type. It's not even giving me a the option to type anything. So I, I don't know what's damn. going on. Yeah, I yeah. gave my bread to Mariah Mills before I did this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, shout out to Zion. Everybody acting like Zion was stupid, but, I mean, he in a better situation right now. But we're going to talk about Zion in just a few minutes as well. Um, crazy story, man. It's just a crazy story. And, like, every, like I said, every new fact or new piece of information that comes out, I'm like, how did these people get themselves in this situation? But, look, man, we can't dwell on it. We can only, you know, they said they heard some some banging, so I don't know if that's going to help them find these people. They said it's like well, every no, they 30 said at minutes. This point, at, this point, at this point, they they um said that these people are gone. They said they found uh, remains or whatever, like it exploded. Oh, you were, I'm, I'm late on the story. They found some stuff. Yeah, you, you, yeah you're a couple hours late. They said uh, yeah. they said that, well, that's the word. I mean, who knows? I mean, shout out to my conspiracy <laughs> folks. I know y'all cooking. I know y'all cooking right now, but they said that the new word is it went far down and it exploded. Damn. I mean, I can see the pressure doing that on a vessel that just didn't didn't seem. But they've done this trip before, right? This wasn't the inaugural trip. Like, because I thought I read something about somebody who did it before and was talking about, you know, how afraid they were once they were actually on it. Maybe they didn't go down as far. Maybe they didn't see the Titanic. From my understanding is this, though. From my understanding, even when you go down there, you see it on a screen. You still don't see it, like, up close. So what's the point? I heard they don't have windows in the joint. <laughs> yeah, so like, what's the point though? Like, yo, they really down there I in the hot tub with a roof. Like, they ain't have windows. I cannot get a hot tub. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, so they said these folks. They said these folks are no longer with it. So, rest in power to them. Um, I right, well, rest in power, yeah. man. Huh? Instead of prayers, rest, so, rest so, in peace. So yeah, rest in peace, peace. to y'all. Now talk about the NBA draft. <laughs> the WMBA draft. I hope everybody, well, you know, they rich. I'm pretty sure they had their affairs in order before they went down there. All right, so look, man, y'all know what it is. Before we get started, we just got to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at our website, warroomsports.com. Um, there's a little bit of a backlog there, but we'll get all the most recent episodes up in the next two days. Um, but you can also do that on, um, you know, any of the podcast listening platforms of your choice because we're pretty much on all of those. So, you know, if you're in a rush and you don't want to wait a couple of days for all the latest episodes to be uploaded onto our website, man, make sure you go to wherever you listen. Type in War Room Sports Podcast Network and everything uh, should be there. Or, you know, try the War Room because some of them we're on there individually. But 
with the network, you'll never miss an episode of your favorite network shows, such as The War Room. Um, of course, Tissue in the Tape uh, with, with Phil Maddock and Davis backwards. I think they're cooking up something, and that's going to be out soon. Uh, Jim, I believe that you're probably going to pull up on the next episode of Tissue in the Tape. So everybody oh, yeah. look, up, look out for that. Of course, we got the Broad Street line with Roy and Chris. You know, they hammered away at it every week. Still, after all these years, uh, they came in it like a few months after we came into this game, um, still holding tight. I think they're going to try to uh, outlast us with this one because, you know, retirement is, is imminent with us because sports is stupid now. Um, <laughs> John Appetit, for all you foodies out there on the couch with the Wilsons, they do have a new episode. Um, they said they, they, they're sorry they left you without, you know, some, some strong shows to step to, but they are back with a new episode. Um, so check that out, all on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. So let's get into these hot topics, which are brought, which are brought to you by my bookie, War Room Fam. It's time for you to make some money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, then it's time to stop wasting time and place a bet. Uh, if you're a big baseball fan, you know, you know, you can you can lay down a lot of bets on baseball right now because they're pretty much the only game in town. Um, as, as far as major sports are concerned, major team sports are concerned in the USA. Um, but you can also lay down some money on NBA draft prop bets, man. Just don't lay down that stupid bet I saw the other day. I think somebody put like six three hundred or six hundred thousand down. Uh, Wimbenyama is going to be the number one pick in the draft. Yo. If he wins that, he's he going to win like $300. Like in that case, I really want yeah. the Spurs <laughs> to be spiteful and <laughs> pick somebody else just so this idiot. Cause, like, you bet all yeah. of that to get like $300. You just want to be right. Like I, I don't even get that. But but either no way, wrong. man, when y'all do it, do it with MyBookie. Just go to MyBookie.ag, uh, put in the, the – the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, that'll activate an offer that'll match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. So just go ahead and do that. Visit mybookie.ag today, play, win, and get your money. That's all there is to it. Get your $300 on your on your $600,000 bet. All right, so, yo, um, it's been going down, Jim. Like a couple of days before the draft, uh, people – out there making moves, doing what they have to do. Bradley Beal has finally moved on from the Washington Wizards. Uh, he's moving on to the Phoenix Suns to form another quote-unquote super team. Uh, you know, everybody out there, especially Bron guys, are definitely pointing out the fact that um, Kevin Durant is now on his fourth iteration of a quote-unquote super team. But the Wizards and Suns, uh, made the trade agreement yesterday, but they finally finalized the, the trade today. And here are the uh, the details in the deal. The Suns will acquire Bradley Beal, Jordan Goodwin, and Isaiah Todd. Here and here, the Wizards will acquire Chris Paul, who will be moved on. We'll tell you about that in a minute. Uh, Landry Shamit, the Suns' second-round picks in 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027, 28, and 30. First-round pick swaps in 2024, 26, 28, and 30, and cash. Um, so the Wizards pretty much uh, it's pretty much a fire sale in Washington right now. We'll talk about the details of the trade in a minute, but 
you know, I'd be remiss if I say the Wizards are having a fire sale and don't tell you what else happened with the Wizards. They've also traded Chris Stapp's Porzingis. Porzingis is on his way to the Celtics in a three-way deal. Uh, Porzingis to the Celtics, Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies, Tyus Jones uh, will be heading to the Wizards. Of course, there's some more uh, details in that, but we'll talk about that in a minute after uh, Jim and get your opinion on this Phoenix Suns trade. So Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, that's your quote-unquote big three, and then, you know, off to the side somewhere is DeAndre Ayton, unless he ends up getting moved. Um, I don't think the Suns can do too much more, especially considering the salary cap. So is this team strong enough to be the team in the West, like as currently constructed? Um, and if we get no surprise moves from the Lakers, um, we already know Denver's going to be a contender. Everybody chalked them up to be a dynasty already. Um, can the can Phoenix, you know, can they contest for the West next year? No, yo. And the crazy part is, um, I've uh, I'm looking at a meme now. It says that Kevin Durant's actually on the fifth super team. KD, Russ Hardy, oh. they're calling a super team. KD, Steph, Curry, are they counting OKC? Then, yeah, they count OKC. They yeah, count I really Warriors, don't count Brooklyn. OKC because all them dudes were young. They were drafted there. That's kind of different. I guess it became a super team because they drafted well, but then they got rid of everybody. But, you know, these players, even when, even these days when it's a trade, players had a say in where they wanted to go. So, you know, all of these guys probably talked to Bill, got him to agree to it, and then, you know, then the clubs probably got involved. I, and I'm just assuming, but we know that's kind of how things go this, year, this these days. So that's why I'm not counting – you know, OKC. I give Sam Presti and OKC all the props for that because they drafted all of those dudes, so a little bit different for me. But yeah. go, ahead, go ahead. They got OKC. They got who else? Oh, OKC. Um, you know, they got Brooklyn. But mm-hmm. they got Phoenix twice, um, and they got Golden State. <laughs> Chris Paul. The, CP, the CP3 version, yeah, and then a new version. But with that being said, like, to answer your question, though, no. They're going to lose the Denver in six games again. It may just be a little bit closer, but no. Does I, I, this make them strong? Are they a better yeah. team than they were with Chris Paul? Uh, maybe slightly. Let's say if they were. Who's going to set um, the table, or is that overrated in today's game? Because they got a um, lot of people. Like, is there enough basketballs? Who's going to set the table for these dudes? Who getting the ball at the end of the game? I don't know. Because Chris, like, like Bill is is. is like so, it depends on how you feel about Bill. Like he's been rotten in DC. Like no one even knows what he does. I mean, he averaged thirty a game a couple of years. Maybe ago. He averaged thirty and don't nobody know about it. <laughs> yeah, nobody care about it. But nobody so care about it. I don't know, man. I just I just don't see this really putting them over the hump because their their problem wasn't their starting lineup or CP3. The problem was their bench was ass. They gutted their right. bench to get KD, and they gutted it even further. Yeah, and they like, still I don't know who the they're going to finish their roster out with. Like I don't um, know. It's going to be difficult to finish out because the salary cap going in the next season is $134 million, um, $162 million as the tax level. So KD, Bill, Booker, and Aiton salaries next season will equal $162.9 million. So they're already yeah. into the luxury tax just off their quote-unquote big four alone. So you got those four. 
Um, you're probably going to have less on your bench than you even had last season or ending last season just because of what you can and cannot afford. Now, I know the team is probably, because of this, is in all-in go mode. So, you know, it's 100% that they're going to be paying a luxury tax because at this point, you know, they have to. So it's like you might as well get a couple more pieces and, and, and go all-in. But, yeah, it, this is one of those have-to situations. Um, so so we shall see. But since you are putting all the money in the four guys, all four of these guys are in your starting lineup, if anybody gets hurt, one person, two people, this team is in trouble. You know what I'm saying? This team is, is, is in a whole lot of trouble. So um, interesting trade there. Uh <laughs> The other trade that I was talking about now, this trade started out as a three-team deal between the Clippers, um, the Wizards, and the Celtics. And in this, that iteration of the deal, the Celtics were getting Chris Stapp's Porzingis, but they were giving up uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I heard that there were some issues with Malcolm Brogdon's physicals, like people didn't like his physicals. So... That deal got scrapped. I think Marcus Morris was was moving in that one, uh, Porzingis, Brogdon, and then you know other pieces that you needed to make it work. Now this iteration of the deal, of course, like we said before, um, the Wizards will get Tyus Jones from the Grizzlies. Chris uh, Stapps Porzingis is going to Boston, and now instead of Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart is going to. Uh, Memphis. So in this one, Washington gets one of the better backup point guards in the league in Tyus Jones, but it's obvious that Washington is going all in to get all out, <laughs> pretty much. So uh, who who gets better in this deal, do you think? So Does Chris Stapps really man, move the needle, pieces. even though we it's know what he is? It's, it's funny because like an hour before we um, got ready to do the show, like, Everything changed with all these moves and all the craziness happening. Right. So the Wizards, um, you know, it, and it's funny because uh, Hank pointed this out, that all the moves they made, and they still don't have no first-rounder, no um, top-ten pick that uh, they got back in any of this. Um, right. But they're also – they're also, but To uh, me, it's like – and that is crazy. That is crazy because if you're just putting all your stuff out on the table, you're obviously in – gather asset mode, but the, the the gathering of assets won't even start until next year. <laughs> yeah, so also the Qatar Investment Authority has bought a stake in Monumental Sports and Entertainment, which is the parent company of the Wizards and Capitals. Uh-oh. So, um, yeah, they, 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 you know. So they salary cap about to go up no matter what the NBA say. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to leave that. Yeah, that's about your luxury tax. <laughs> your luxury tax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's all part of it. So that's part of it. But getting back to the actual deal, um, in terms of interesting though, Marcus Smart, right? So yep. I was just yep. looking at yep. something that was saying that uh, they tried to get a comment from him, and boy said he was like in complete shock and heartbroken, and you know he ain't had no thoughts right now. I'm like, yo, he's still trying to process it. So I'm like, yeah, yo, I, I can see him being in. upset though, because he's one of those guys, you know. He's one of those guys we talk about, like when we talk about Draymond Green. He's one of those, quote-unquote, glue guys, one of those heart-of-the-team type guys. He's their yeah, leader. Yeah. He's the tough guy. That's why, I, like, 
for me, I'm wondering if Boston gets better because not because Chris Stapp's Porzingis isn't a better, more skilled player than Marcus Smart, but you take away some of your toughness. Like you take away toughness on that team, Boston might end up being the Massachusetts version of the the Philadelphia 76ers. Like the Sixers in all of these seasons where they've had all of this talent for the last five seasons can't get over the hump because they're not tough enough when it's time to be tough. And Boston had that, and that was like he was the guy leading the charge on that. But according to what, what I'm reading, like because of this, and I'm still trying to fully process the uh, this new this new um, situation in terms of the contracts in the NBA, trying to see how it affects teams. I'm still trying to figure it out. But everything I've read said that they were to have to get rid of him or Jalen Brown. It's like it's going to be hard at that at those salaries that they make. Right. It is going to be impossible for them to keep both. So right. they kind of like right. made their choice, right? So that, that was them making their choice. But at the same time, like. You know they brought back a, a big salary in and Porzingis. It's it's all this is crazy. But for me, if I'm Boston, I'm applauding the fact that we didn't end up having to give up Malcolm Brogdon. Now I don't know why people had an issue with his physicals. I don't know what's going on with him. But as much as I do agree that Marcus Smart is the catalyst, the the leader, the the tough guy, and all of that kind of stuff, Mr. Flop himself, I'd still rather have Malcolm Brogdon. You know, so, you know, I don't know what their starting lineup is going to be, but they still got Brogdon. They still got uh, Hairline Anderson. For now, they still have Brown and Tatum. And now you got Chris Stapps Porzingis. So even if you wanted to bump – Brogdon up to the starting lineup for Marcus Smart, you know, you could go with a smallish starting lineup, but still not be tiny, you know, with Brogdon, Anderson, uh, Brown, Tatum, and then uh, Chris Stapps at the, at the small ball five, at the, you know, stretch five type of dude. That's the thing, because that seems like a small lineup, but it's not really. You know what I'm saying? Because the way power forwards are set up these days, like Tatum not far off from a prototypical power forward these days. Like Tobias Harris is a power forward. What's really the difference between Tatum and, and, and Tobias so, Harris except for Tatum is much better. So the thing is though, because I, I read earlier that Brogdon, they would, they would try to get rid of him. They try to send him to everybody, but what you just said, like his physical health, I mean, they must know okay. something yeah. about his physical health that they thought they was going to be able to get past. <laughs> he's trying to dump him on to somebody. Because yeah. <laughs> Brogdon is a pretty I, – I can't stand Brogdon as a team of a – you know, as a fan of a rival team. His game seems mm-hmm. so basic. His his is is so unorthodox looking, his shot. But dude gets buckets. Like you – it seems like you would love him if you were a fan of the team that he plays for and hate him if you were a rival. Uh, you know, especially a rival that's trying to get over the hump with this particular team and this basic dude come out killing you every game. Yo, something must be wrong with our chat room because uh, Scott, you sent me a text and I was trying mm-hmm. to like, reply back to them in the actual chat, but it won't let me either. Scott, I see all the messages in right. the chat. I see them and I see everything me. that they're saying. Uh, shout out to Skyview. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to I can't reply, but I do see him now. Yo, that's um, crazy. So Shammy, I'm not on. Oh, there we go. There we go. Hold this on. Generation. Let me see. Let me see if I let's see. Uh... He said no. CP3 is a general. 
Um, CP3 was a general. All right, here we go. There we go. Yeah, I see. I see. Uh, Neil, she's playing her in Blog Talk. Actually, she Blog Talk is trash. Yeah, um, I saw. Yeah, you. So, I see what you just wrote, Jim. I'm just. I'm yeah, just watching. Just, it just allowed me. So, so, so Scott, <laughs> you and Neil, I, I, we, weren't, we weren't ignoring you. Um, you know, just it just you know. Scott, you said Indiana is interested in Tobias. Who do the Pacers have that we're interested in that makes us better? Um, I don't know, and that's and that's my thing. I've been talking to Sixers fans all week. Everybody's so down on Tobias Harris. I really don't understand it. I'm now. This is not me saying that Tobias Harris is great, but there's no. Say what you want. There's. You'll be hard pressed to name a better fourth option on any NBA team. What fans are upset about with Tobias Harris, and a lot of them that I talk to try to act like, oh, even if he didn't have that contract, I would want him gone. That's that's BS to me. That's really BS to me because on a down year, this is the the worst statistical year that he's had with the Sixers. He still averaged like 15, over 15, five and five, something like that. Like as since he's been a Sixer, he's averaged like 19, six and six. So, okay, he's grossly overpaid. We know that. But at this point, if the club can find a way to keep him and he's your fourth option and it's not money coming out of your pocket, stop being chatty patty, stop spending money. Like, Tobias is the only starter on the Philadelphia 76ers whose numbers from the regular season went up in the playoffs this year. But it still seems like he's the catalyst of, you know, what everybody wants gone. Now, I can see if it's, you know, he has a decent contract that you can work with. So if you could find a taker for him, we could probably get good stuff back. But my only thing is be careful what you wish for. And to trade Tobias Harris, you definitely would have to get great pieces back because some of the trades that I've seen people, um, you know, bring up or some of the stuff even fans say, I would take this and I would take that. I'm like, yo, don't take three bags of chips and, and some, some donuts for the dude just because you don't want him around and his contract is, is, is pretty big. Like, like every trade is not going to make us better. Remember we talked about it last week, and I'm like, even if they were to somehow trade Tobias Harris for Bradley Beal, I just don't know if that would have been a good trade because it just makes the Sixers a much smaller starting lineup. We go from two years ago being the biggest starting lineup in the league to having a bunch of shrimps, you know, with like one dude over 6'4 in the starting lineup if that were to happen and Harden was to stay. So all I all I say to that, Jim, you know, people just got to watch what they ask for because we end up trading Tobias and we don't get anything good back, then we're going to hear the same people complaining about the front office being incompetent and, and this and that. So yeah, I don't know I how mean, I got up on a yeah. Tobias rant. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just, I'll be very brief in my assessment. Like, yo, um, Tobias ain't as bad as y'all think he is. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the fourth option, and he's he was forced this season to play a role that he's never played before. Tobias Harris is not a spot-up shooter. So when he's out here getting kicked to in the corner or getting kicked to on the wing, and he's not necessarily making those shots, that's never been his game. He's always been a off-the-dribble pull-up guy, a post-up guy. Um, what does irk me about him is he seems to get his shot blocked a lot for somebody that's 6'9". Like, go in there and be strong with it. Um, but other than that, like, he's a very improved 
He's very improved on the defensive end. Take him out of that lineup, and you don't get anything very good back, y'all are going to feel the pinch more than you think. Basketball is a two-way game. Defense is a such thing. Uh, his effort, at least on the defensive end, is much better than when he came. When he came, he wasn't that good of a defender. But, you know, I guess the more he's out of the offense, he's decided to contribute in other ways, and it just seemed like fans just aren't seeing that. All right, but um, like I said, I don't know how we got on that. Probably it was because of Skyview's comment. But um, so Boston, I don't necessarily like I said because they're losing a little bit of toughness. Like I don't know if they get better or how much better they get. Um, because shoot, how much is poor Zingas going to touch the ball with those other guys in the offense anyway? So so we'll see what that what that does. But the actual details, because I didn't give all the details of it. I just gave the major players. Here's the details of the three-way deal. The Celtics receive Chris Stapp's Porzingis, the number 25-3 draft in tonight's draft from the Grizzlies. Um, then they get 2024 first-round pick, which is top four protected from the Warriors. The Grizzlies receive Marcus Smart. The Wizards receive Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, and the number 35 pick in tonight's draft. So to me, it's obvious that the Celtics came out um, <laughs> the best in this. You know, they get Chris Tapps, Porzingis, and they get uh, the Grizzlies' number 25 pick in tonight's draft, and they get another first-round pick next season for a team who's generally always in the mix in the conference finals or whatever. These first-round picks will do a lot to help them build especially in a time coming where it's going to be difficult to get a lot of big contracts under the salary cap. So, uh, yeah, Porzingis averaged 23, 8, 2, and one and a half blocks per game last season. So maybe on a team like the Celtics, his numbers might actually mean more. Uh, you think the Celtics came out on top of that whole thing? Not like I mean, a yeah. one-the-trade type thing, but just – which team helped themselves the greatest at the moment? Because, you know, we always agree I mean, the Wizards told, are doing what the Wizards have to do. So it's not like the Wizards are trying to, quote, unquote, Well, yeah, win take, take them out of the equation. I mean, you got the Celtics or, or the Grizz. The Grizz came up a little bit too, though, because, I mean, I think his, I think he's going to fit in there. I mean, he's a defensive player of the year. They got that whole, what they say, grind city thing they got going on, with, you know, um, his defensive presence. Because you, you know, know what he does, yeah, places Dylan Brooks pretty much. Yeah, that's too. He replaces what they lose with Dylan Brooks. Yeah, that's too. Plus, plus, you know, he can help Jaw just a little bit. Right. Keep him out of prison. But, that, that, but <laughs> my question is though, who do they get or who do they have to replace Tyus Jones? Jaw's going to miss the first twenty-five games of the season. And yeah. we always talk about how Marcus Smart isn't a, isn't technically a point guard. His ass going to have to learn how to play it or something, um, unless they got something else up their sleeve, unless they do something in the draft. Um, but with Jai possibly missing time, he's, well, he's going to miss 25, but any time he might miss after that, you know, the next time he pull a guy out on camera, like who's going to step in and be the full-time point guard when when Ja keeps flushing his career down the toilet. <laughs> That's the question of the day. 
Um, all right, so, you know, those are the big trades that happened. Paul being sent to the Wizards in the Bradley Beal trade. Chris Paul was then sent to the Golden State Warriors, and Golden State says they have no plans on waiving Chris Paul. So Chris Paul, like, does he fit into that mix? So I was thinking about that. He's going to play point, and they're going to put him and Steph in the backcourt together? Well, you know, they've never been afraid to play small ball, but so Chris Paul's going there. Jordan Poole is going to the Wizards. They gave up on Jordan Poole quickly. And I, you know, we talked about it, Jim. I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure this is not, he struggled this season. So we're going to go ahead and trade him. You just felt comfortable enough to pay him. Um, Maybe now that the GM left, maybe the, Maybe everybody's saying, you know, we trusted him to do whatever he wanted, but we didn't necessarily like that move, and now they're getting from up under it. Or maybe it's what we've been hearing, man. It seems like a lot of his teammates don't necessarily like him. I mean, we know how Draymond feels when he, you know, big George Foreman team uh, before last Yeah, but that, that also sounds to me like they're going to, you know, work something out with Draymond. They don't want to lose him. They made right, Draymond did opt out. Um and a lot of people were speculating, oh, Draymond might try to go to the Lakers. Uh, he is in France right now with, with LeBron James. Um, you know, I don't his know king. what they're doing with, with his king. Um, you know, they're servicing his king in France. Um, so, and, and, and that's probably, you know, that's probably what it is. It's probably a friendship, but Draymond has no problem trolling. He's probably going to end up signing back with, with Golden State, um, probably for less money. But we'll see because I've seen his name floated with the Lakers, of course, back in Golden State. I've seen his name floated with the Clippers. Um, I've seen his name floated with the Dallas Mavericks. So we'll see what uh, free agency has to offer for him. But uh, here's the details of the Chris Paul thing. Um, So the Wizards agreed to send – (laughs) <laughs> the the future Hall of Fame point guard Chris Paul to the Golden State Warriors for Jordan Poole. The Wizards are also receiving a protected 2030 first round pick and a 2027 second round pick from Golden State um, in the deal. So I, I just don't see Chris Paul and Steph in the same backcourt and that actually making any noise. So we'll we'll see how it works out for everybody. Uh, Skyview said Golden State does not let the ball stick um, And he said the Celtics Were just looking for a white guy They missed the bird, Mikhail, Ainge, Cowens, Havlicek days <laughs> so, so Tobias put a message And Tobias, we, we know that they're trading the contract He said that um, they traded pool because of his salary The next CBA is going to be very punitive And CP3 comes off the books after the season like, We know that But yeah. they gave up on him though It's the point. They made their decision They went. They They decided that they were done with him and they were keeping Draymond. So we know they're just right. trying to get rid of the contract. But the fact is they still know. gave up on Boy at the painting. Right, right. Which, you know. And it, cause it, and it seems like whatever the, whatever it is, the optics still looks like, all right, this dude struggled after we won a chip with him and paid him, and then we like FOH. So we'll see. We'll see how everything goes. Uh, my question to you, Jim, will Zion still be a Pelican after today? There's a lot of buzz, nothing concrete 
no real rumors, but there's a lot of thought and speculation that um, not only because of what's going on socially with Zion, they're just thinking the Pelicans might look at this as an opportunity to get from under him and and his money, considering he doesn't play that much. We all know what the what the the potential is for Zion. We all know what he is when he's on the floor. We all know what team is when Zion's on the floor. They were one of the top teams in the West before he went out with another season-ending injury. But is this the time to get from under that if you're the Pelicans? Do you move on from Zion and, and you know, bet on somebody new in the draft? And whatever I mean, he's you a generational get. talent, Lord. Hey, listen, listen, he's a generational talent, Lord, as KG says. But um, I just don't – I guess the answer to that question is it depends upon what you get back. If you're able to get the second pick, I mean, then you really got to think about it. But it sounds to me like everybody is um, jizzing themselves over um, the board scoop. So I don't uh, I don't think they can get the number two pick back. So at that point, right. you're not going to get rid of Zion for the eighth pick of the draft. Like, you're just not. I mean – What up, be So I think he's safe. If I had to put money on, I think he stays. You think he stays? Um, I, yeah. I just think even with how talented Zion is, I just don't think it's going to be as easy to move him as everybody's making it out to be. Just because contract makes it impossible. It, not even just his contract, his availability. Like anybody with even with the contract would jump at a chance to get Zion on their team, but yeah, contract really only comes into play with him because you know he has to have he has to make big money because of what he is but if I give up you know assets for him and pay him that big money and he's the same thing he was with the Pelicans which was never available then what am I really doing here besides trying to bring some buzz and some hype to whatever town I'm in but I don't, yeah, I don't well, know. To, to your to your point, I think he's played in what is it three? What they consider three and a half seasons, or I, I think it's about three hundred and twenty possible games he's played in one hundred and fourteen. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying like he's never available, um, and everybody's thinking like. You know, because Jimmy was saying number two, because you know, you have to start at number two because nobody's giving up, nobody's right. dealing with that number one pick. Like Spurs aren't giving up the number one pick, so we're looking at Charlotte now. And the crazy part hey, listen, about man, it, this is this is the NBA draft tonight, doggy. Yeah, a healthy mellow and Zion, Charlotte would make some noise, but. And they and you know we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but they're going to be up un, up from under the curse of Michael Jordan's majority ownership. <laughs> so it might be time for them dudes to rock. So if they had a healthy Mellow and Zion on the same team, they were making some noise. They'd be making as much noise as Mariah in the Airbnb. Yeah, Mariah making so much noise out this piece. All right, so we'll see if Zion, uh, you know, is still on the team after tonight. But let's talk about the NBA draft, which will commence in about an hour and 20 minutes or so. Um, what do you call it, Jim? The, the NBA draft? We, all, yes, we already know. And remember we talked about it last week saying that uh, 
the Spurs had already made the decision that Wimby was not going to play in the summer league. I heard an interview with him talking himself saying, don't believe the speculation I'm playing in the summer league. Um, I don't know. That might be what you think, but you know, pop because it's the Spurs and because of who their coach is, you know, I think the reports we heard last week probably do hold some weight, but um, he obviously wants to play or this could all be PR, you know, making it seem like, all right, put yourself out there in a positive light. Know that you're a gamer. Make them know that you want to play. You don't, you're not trying to hear all that. And then when the club sits them down, we all blame it on the club. So who knows? Who knows? You know, these days you always got to be looking four steps ahead with your, with your public relations. So it could be any of that. So Webbinyama, I saw – a little scouting report on him and his player comparisons. He said his high-end comparisons are Kevin Durant offensively and Kevin Garnett defensively. They said his low-end comparisons, his low-end comparison is Anthony Davis. Yo, so either this dude is going to be the greatest player of all time or – they're showing a whole lot of disrespect to Anthony Davis right now. Like, what do y'all think about his high-end comparison being KD and Kevin Garnett offensively and defensively and low-end um, being I get Anthony it. Davis? I, I, I get it. I get I it. You got to make comparisons. I don't get Anthony Davis I, being the low-end no, comparison for nobody. No, no, no. Like, no I, 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 I was, yeah, was, was right going to say I, I get it because you have to make – these comparisons and we live in the era of hyperbole and hot takes, but I I don't think when you do this, of course you disrespect the veteran superstar. You're making the comparison to a lot of times, and then you set an un, an unfair expectation for the kid. I don't. I do KD not. mixed with Garnett. God damn. Yeah, he gonna be nice. I do not. I do not see KD in the kid's game. I know he does shoot from the from the outside, but to your point, also the disrespect to Anthony Davis. Yo, I get it. There's things he does that we hate, but Anthony Davis is a, is Anthony Davis a Hall of Fame. Like, and so maybe you say, well, the low end. They're saying that his his bottom is making the Hall of Fame because a cat like Anthony Davis right. is and, that, and that's and that's Hall what I that's what I asked earlier in the chat. I was like. Are they disrespecting Anthony Davis, or are they just on this ball's eggplant like a pee-pee hole? <laughs> like, like, which one is it? I, I yo, mean, they, they got to be. They, they was, they, yo, in the words so, of Zion, in the words of Zion's concubine, they, yo, they, they looking for him to spit in their mouth. Yo, so all I'm saying is, Jay Will said that the boys, Ralph Sampson, meets Dirk Nowitzki with a splash of Kevin Durant. Fuck him off, nigga. Fuck him off. I'm looking forward to seeing this kid play. I mean, I've, from what I've seen, he does look like he could be nice. But if they would have said his low-end comparison was Chris Stapp's Porzingis, I still would have looked at that as a compliment. I'm like, okay, this boy ain't going to be nothing less than Chris Stapp's. And we've seen Chris Stapp's without a major impact in the league still put up crazy numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like we're looking at him for the last few seasons getting passed around like a like a like a blunt. But I just read his numbers. Like Chris Stapp still averaged like 
23-10-6. Like, Chris Staff still put up uh, pretty gaudy numbers for somebody who's not looked upon as, you know, what they were looking at him as when he was a New York Nick. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you were to say that's his floor, I'm like, all right, this dude's still got a chance to be something if at the very worst, if he's playing at his worst, he can be Chris Stapps Porzingis. But from how I read it, they're saying at his very worst, he's going to be Anthony Davis. So this dude has a chance to be the greatest player who's ever laced him up if his floor <laughs> is Anthony Davis. That's crazy. So we already know what it's hitting for in the number one pick. Um, and I think we kind of know what it's hitting for in the top four, just maybe not the order. You know, we have Brandon Miller from Alabama up in there somewhere, and we got to, you know, we got to talk about him in a minute too um, and some comments he made. We got Scoot Henderson somewhere in the top four and probably uh, Amon Thompson in your top four. After that, it kind of gets cloudy of, you know, who's going to be next, where everybody's going to go. But let's say no trades are made. Who do you guys think Charlotte would take at number two? Do you think they're going to go Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson? I mean, I'm saying Scoot. I've heard Scoot. the rumors of Brandon Miller, but, I mean, he went to Alabama, so he can't be that good in basketball. I mean, what's his ceiling uh, coming from Alabama? Anyway, <laughs> but. Does he kill people? <laughs> no, nah, he just Rob, passed Robert off. Ory, maybe? He just passed off the hammer. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would think Brandon Miller would go second only because uh, Charlotte already has their franchise point guard. But how much do they trust Mellow Ball's health? You know what I'm saying? How, how much do they how much do they trust his health? But at, you know, at the same time, Scoot Henderson is a point guard. If he doesn't go two and goes three to Portland. Now you're like, okay, are they finally going to get rid of Dame? Like, what's happening here? You know what I'm saying? So it all gets cloudy. He's gonna be, where you go? He's but gonna but it's Portland. more it's more he's likely he's going to be trapped in Portland. I think it's more likely Portland than uh, Charlotte because Charlotte's point guard is young. Dame is aging, and people's been you know trying to get Dame to get out of there for the last few years now. Um, from everything that I hear, it sounds like Portland wants to show Dame the same type of loyalty that he's shown them, but deep down they want him to ask out so they don't look like the assholes when the trade start, the trade talks start happening. At some time, at some point, like Dame is Dame wants to look like a stand-up dude, either way you slice it. Portland, in my opinion can take trade calls and field trade calls for Dame and get him out of there and still not look like the bad guys because the only way they have to frame it is what everybody sees it as anyway. You're trapped here. We don't have enough around you. We love what you've given us. We love the loyalty, so we're going to let you go off and try to, you know, get a championship or something. So Portland won't look like the bad guys. So I don't know why they're, if that rumor is true, why they're sitting around trying to wait for Dame to ask out. They kind of could do what Minnesota did with Kevin Garnett because, you know, even though revisionist histories want to change how the Boston thing happened, Minnesota tried to trade him to Boston months before the trade went down, and Kevin Garnett said, no, 
And then once Danny Ainge made those moves, got Ray Allen, and they came back to Kevin Garnett and tried to do it again, it looked much more appealing. And then, you know, the rest was history. So, like, do y'all think Portland would look like bad guys if they, you know, didn't wait for Dame to ask out and got him up out of there? I think it's just best no, for both they parties. they look right like now. Portland. It's Portland. <laughs> yeah, I don't think nobody even cares about Portland. Nobody cares what Portland does. Right. Jimmy they don't. Just, they yeah. fly over city. <laughs> they fly over. <laughs> Shout out to Portland, though. I had fun. I was, I've was. i been in Portland, man. It's a fly city, man. They got the best bookstore in the country. But anyway, yeah. but nobody cares, though. Known for books. All right. So, I mean, we'll see. I think, you know, the, the, the what I said might be the top four. And then after that, you know, at five, you have Detroit, Orlando at six, Indiana at seven, Washington at eight, Utah at nine, Dallas at ten to round out the top ten. Um, Orlando actually has two lottery picks because they're coming back to the table at 11. Um, Oklahoma City at 12, Toronto Raptors at 13, and the Pelicans. Um, at 14, unless they try to move up into that top two or top three with a blockbuster trade um, with Zion. So the draft does commence uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or I guess it's Eastern, what's it called? Is it 8 p.m. or 7.30? Oh, I don't know. I'm giving out the wrong information. I don't work for them cats, so I wasn't really... You don't got to be right. You just got to be true. As long as I send some people to your network. Um, yeah, it's 8 p.m. The draft preview goes from. Uh, oh, they got one of them nut-ass From like 5 shows. to 8. That's a three-hour preview show. So they're going to do. But I saw something about 7.30 or 8. I said, ABC. I said, yo. One Benyama got him going on the major network? Anyway. Because um, I'm looking here on NBA TV. Maybe it's not even on NBA TV. They ain't got their own draft. Yeah, so you're right, Jim, because it says 7.30 says the NBA draft, but then it's a block that starts again at 8.30. So I think 7.30 to hold the coverage on the four-letter network is going to come on. So, you know, they're going to talk for almost that whole half an hour, and then I think they're going to get into the action. Yo, they're going to give the boy a half-hour blow ski. They're going to give him a half-hour joint ski, and then they're going to pick him. reflect. Then they're going to act like they're surprised when they get picked at number one and act like it was news that we haven't known for the past six months now. All right, so. uh, well, <laughs> Did you hear about the Lakers trade? The Lakers just made one. Who they who they get? They got the, they got the 40th. They traded the 40th pick to the Pacers for four, pick 47 in cash. Yeah, that's always, I just find it funny when people be trading the cash. Like, yo, you just probably uh, yo. cash? Give me five dollars for your draft pick. All right, got you. Peace. <laughs> Yo, they moved up seven spots. They moved up seven spots for a couple of dollars. For a couple of dollars. Uh, hey, that cat about to be crazy, man. You need that money. <laughs> you need that luxury tax money. Yo, shout right. out to CJ McCullough for ruining the whole NBA. <laughs> Yo. And shout out to everybody that's blaming CJ. <laughs> like, I know he yo, he the, yo, he the face of it, yo. It is they just straight threw him under the bus, it. made him the face of it. Right. But shout out to CJ. No, he the, the most powerful president in Players Association history, apparently. Because he's getting all the credit for for this uh new salary cap. All right, so um quote of the week. We're gonna do our quote of the week and our stat of the week and then we're gonna get to these phone lines real quick. Quote of the week. 
I actually don't think LeBron's the goat of basketball. My goat of basketball is Paul George, end quote. And that's from <laughs> consensus number two or number three pick, Brandon Miller of, of Alabama. Now, what are y'all, you know, attributing these comments to? Is he just, you know, because, you know, first people going to go off, he's oh, he's a loser. LeBron hater. He's a LeBron hater. A loser. Then you're going to say, oh, he's a loser. He don't set his sights high. Then you're going to, then, you know, people say, ah, what else did I hear? Uh, people say that's that Alabama education. Um, a lot of Damn. stuff that you hear. But truthfully, I've seen him take more slander this week for saying that and, you know, kind of in people's minds dismissing LeBron. <laughs> it's not even about, like, dismissing Jordan because he actually put LeBron in there. So for dismissing LeBron, you know, he's, he's been called a LeBron hater. He's been called stupid. He's been called all kinds of things. But I've seen him take more slander this week for this than for handing off the hammer to a, 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 an eventual murder scene a few months back. It's crazy what people really care about <laughs> and what's not important. So what do y'all think of these I mean, Y'all mad at him? Like, y'all supposed to get mad at that? I think, I think, it, is, I think it is partially because he's stupid, but I don't think it's stupid because that he, his fair player is his fair player. Is, but he just wasn't <laughs> smart enough to articulate what he was trying to say. He could have just said, yo, Paul Pierce is my – because what he said really made no sense. But I think oh, LeBron George. is the goat of all basketball, but my goat, like – just say that Paul. I mean, say that um, Playoff P or Podcast P is your favorite player. Right. He would have said it which, that which way. Which it, it sounds like said that. It that way. Because yeah, like, with this dude's height, body type, position, and all that kind of stuff, yo, it's nothing wrong with saying, yo, I want my skill set to look like dudes. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with saying yeah, it's like, my it's favorite like, player it's growing like a, up. It's like a smaller Kevin guy. Johnson. It's like a smaller guy Kevin saying, yeah, I like though. AI. Right. Right. Yeah. No Jim, doubt. you knew that no firsthand. Doubt. Like, I used to come to, you know, I, I varsity yeah. practice with Converse on because I was on, I was a K-Day fan that much. But I'm not going to sit here and argue that, Paul, that and before Kevin Johnson. Y'all say anything, that's before, and before y'all say anything, that's before Devin knew that KJ was taking the yams. Yeah. Like, we yeah, didn't know yeah, about all that. We didn't even know anybody's personal the, business back then. The yeah, there was no social media. So he was all the way down in uh, – he was all the way in Phoenix for, for most of the years. He was punching on, he was punching on Akeem. So we had no news of what was going on in Phoenix besides, you know, Barkley, you know, spit on somebody, threw somebody through a window, whatever Barkley was doing any particular yeah, week. We, all, all that's about the only we, news we got Barkley from did. Phoenix. <laughs> we knew and, did and, and that's because he came from Philly, so anything he did in Phoenix, they were still going to report it because in some ways he was still ours. But KJ was just my guy. Because I looked to a dude who was smaller, you know what I'm saying, who could do things in a in a big man's league. So, you know how they say it's like when, a lot it's of like people when it, look up the steps it's like when, uh, these days. When Embiid was think, like, um, when Embiid said that he um he liked Elijah Wan, it was like, duh. Right. I mean, <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, I had to look up to somebody who could do things that I could possibly do. Yeah, yeah dude wears 24. He's kind of built goal. like a podcast piece, so that makes sense. I just think right. that his Alabama education didn't allow him to articulate what he was trying to say in the right way. <laughs> or, I mean, for me, you know, because I, I actually talk to people who are calling this man all kinds of names, I'm like, at the end of the day, this is that man's thoughts and opinions. 
Like, at the end of the day, I like, think, I'm not uh, really going to sit here and, and get mad because he didn't say Braun, he didn't say Mike, he didn't say whoever we think he should say. Hey, if Paul George is that man's greatest player of all time, then Paul George is that man's greatest player of all time. At the George, George he's probably gonna get Paul. in the league and play more games than his idol next season because Podcast P is always injured, and you know he got mm-hmm. something to do now while he's rehabbing, so it won't be in no rush. Um, yeah, he about to, <laughs> to come back. He but, about he about to learn he about to learn from Kawhi how to be a part time player. Yeah, I mean, not, not that he like wasn't he's already, already learned. I think yeah, I think he's 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 already there. And and based yo, on that, the young man Kawhi from Alabama, else, Kawhi don't even live where his team is. Remember, Kawhi moved to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi don't even live in L.A. Yo, Kawhi is different. I didn't, yo. I didn't know that. He, he pretty yeah. He, that. He, that was a, a while back. He moved to San Diego, so the, the club. You know, I'm gonna be in San Diego. Um. I think he still does. Yo, he does the like over, the Kobe yo, thing. He the does over, like the under, helicopter to LA type thing. What's the over um, under? Kawhi might be. Kawhi Kawhi is definitely on the spectrum. That's one thing I'll say for sure. But something <laughs> is, I don't know. I don't know if y'all saw. I don't know if y'all saw that. Um, that uh, I posted, put a post in the group. It was, um, it, was a, it was a. It was the ID post. I mean, Hey, it, was tell, it was telling a story about Kawhi, like when he first signed his uh his big extension with the Spurs, and how the whole team went out for dinner and they went out to this fancy restaurant that had a bunch of stuff that I can't pronounce. And Kawhi looked at it and was like, "Yo, I'm cool," and didn't order nothing while the whole team was eating a bunch of filet mignon and a whole lot of other stuff. <laughs> and they said the boy went. They said the boy went in his pockets and pulled out like twelve apples and put them on the table and start eating them with a knife and fork yeah. and start yelling out, "Yo, it's." It's yeah. apple time, y'all. It's apple time. He said he started yelling at you. Yeah. Nah, like, his, like when Jimmy says that, it comes off as a joke, and we laugh at it. But I 100% think that that's true. Because, you know, you can be a high-level human being. A high no, I'm, la- I'm laughing. I'm laughing. The, uh, I'm really laughing because I really I'm laughing because as Jimmy, as Jimmy said it, I was picturing it word for word, seeing it happen. No, I know. I mean, I well, know I mean, no, no. I listen, it. now, listen. There's nothing wrong. Listen, I have, I have my own like belief. Like this is my conspiracy theory. I think that everybody's on the spectrum. I just think that it's different levels. That's my own personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Tony Snell just That's came why out. It's a spectrum. Where you fall yeah, Tony, on the spectrum Tony, is, you know. Tony Snell just came out on this past week and said that he got diagnosed as uh, being autistic. Why? Yeah. Wow, well, he wasn't good though. Like, yeah. why is so socially awkward? Like. I, it's it's nothing wrong, and I got I got Yo, uh, my a story that I got to tell y'all, but why I, I can't traveling? tell it. I why can't are you, tell it why are you walking around with Why are you walking around with apples in your pocket, though? Yeah, and, and you were going to dinner already, so you already knew you were going to do this. <laughs> he already Yo, had my man started yelling and Yo, he started yelling this apple time, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought it was funny. <laughs> like he thought that. Was and funny. no one, and no one else did. I just out the apple and said it's apple time. He followed up like. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I just, uh, That's why I just had a conversation. I just had a conversation with a professional sports agent who said that ninety-five percent of all greats are on the retardation spectrum. Ninety-five percent of emotionally, it, I don't know mentally, about that spectrum, but think, 
but think about the what it like the the ability to like concentrate and focus. And how my man man Mahmoud had a had a demon inside him that wouldn't let him leave the gym if it touched the rim. Yeah. Yeah. I mean how extreme you have to be to be great. Like that's not normal. It's not normal mental behavior. Like Kobe Bryant, that's not normal mental behavior. It's not. Yeah. Like we praise it and all that, but something's wrong with the ball. Well, was rest in peace. Something was wrong with the ball. Something definitely wrong with Something definitely wrong with Mike. Yeah. Mike out of there. I, but that's the thing. Like, Mike Mike was always, like, he was driven Mike. by being competitive. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Kobe was still, he was different. He was still a little more, I, I, think, he, I think for him it was worse than Mike. You know what I'm saying? I think he was way more extreme than Mike. Mike just with him it was I just think but I think I think that lose. He, you know I know what you're saying but I think that it was to me it's it, Mike is what made Kobe that way like I think his obsession oh, yeah. with Mike is no no no, no Mike, Mike, is Mike, Mike is what Kobe made is a lot of Kobe became up to, like that that way I just think Kobe, yeah, Kobe, it's, it's Mike kinda, came from scary. a different place Mike's was from a yeah. place of competition I think Kobe Com- yeah. was from a place of wanting to be Mike, the best it, Mike, for a Mike lot of people has, out Mike there, that has, might sound Mike like the same addiction. thing, but it's, it's, it's content. No, it's, it's different. It's Mike, different. Mike had an addiction to winning, and Kobe had an had an addiction. I don't even want to call it an addiction, but Kobe was he was consumed with greatness. Like it, it, it winning he consumed with Michael. Win, he wanted to be better win, than Mike. Mike winning, wanted, winning. Yo, Kobe wanted to be better than Mike. Winning yo, is I don't usually think Kobe winning. Kobe, yo, Kobe just wanted to be better than Mike. Yo, even to the point yo. where you give yourself number twenty-four because you want to be one better than Bull. Like one better, you name, than, you, you, one better than twenty-three. Yo, yeah, I mean, Kobe, Kobe was day, consumed Kobe with great. Yo, he didn't even care. Even if he had to prove to you how great he was by taking himself out of the game and letting y'all lose, just so y'all knew, like Bull was, <laughs> he was a little odd. Yo, he was off. He was like, oh, yeah. all right. That's what he I'm saying. Like, I think the worst, but just like. B, to that point, I think the worst moment of his career was still an attempt to show people how great he was. How great he is. That's crazy. He definitely went about that the wrong way. But I fully agree that that A lot of his his revisionist history, too. The whole idea of this whole mama mentality was a negative thing, like, during during his time. And even the way he treated teammates. Everyone hated this. And then when he retired, it just just got a a name after he... After he retired, he got a, a title. I hated all that. He hated all of that. I know. Like, I know for. I know for. You people hated it, and it's it's almost it fits in with what we're discussing here about people being on the spectrum, who are great. People can't relate honestly. Honestly, people can't relate to guys like Mike and Kobe. Like you can't relate to that. You can't even. You can't relate to Russell Westbrook. God bless his heart. I'm not talking about the the cross dressing, and you know his commitment to LGBTQIA fashion. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just his will to compete. Like that shit is not yeah, normal. I, I, no, I can't. I, I feel, yeah, it's, not, it's definitely not normal. I, I, I think I, they all weirdos. Like it's, it's too yeah. much. It's too much good food, good yams, and and and, and art. We, we, well we, we relate to the dudes like quiet, quiet. I relate to like, Zion. I can't never. I cannot <laughs> really not really not Zion. I relate. I relate more. I relate more to Zion than Mike, yo. Because I kind of. I kind of relate to Kawhi. I, 
I can make this and not come here? I mean, yo, no, yo, like, real talk. Yo, talk about like I, yeah, I consider myself, I consider myself a very strong-willed person who's overcome a lot to to do things that I do to be where I am. But at the same time, you know, I, I see oh, a lot of people, work. even even with their nine to fives, I see people out there who are trying to be the best. Like I gotta be the best. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Like I go to work for a check. Like, no, like I'm not mamba mentality at work. I go to work for a check. Yo. I'm not mamba mentality. Now, my whiz might you be mamba about. mentality, but I was about to say, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to tell, tell Monica you slandering on the show, yo. Like that's how she be. Yo, the thing is though, man. Like I, I listen. I relate comes to that. Like yo. I'm a low man. I relate today. more to I, I relate more to Zion and Kawhi than any of them dudes that's just like obsessed with winning. Cause like, cause yo, like, yo, give me, yo, give me the I, hand. I, I know, I know. Give me the I rest. Me. How, how old is Zion? Because the thing is, Zion? is, it's not like we 23? can say Kawhi doesn't work hard. Because the dude yo. is a crazy. Like, as far as when, dog, yo, when he goes, pause, he goes. Right. Yo, y'all know, y'all, y'all know, y'all know me. We know, we know us. We was at an HBCU. You'd have given any Man, of us ten million, ten million dollars at twenty-three. Where would we be today? I'll, I'll go. Come on, I'll be dead. I'll be dead in Brazil in a summer. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't be with y'all. I wouldn't yeah, be with y'all. I'll be, I'll be dead. I'll be dead. I'll be dead in a submarine off the coast of, of Salvador. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> nah, I'll be dead. Brazilian whorehouse. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I have a, I have a nice old house in Virginia somewhere. Yeah. I mean, unless because I don't think because you said ten million at twenty three. I don't think ten million is enough to get me to the, the magic meds. So yeah, I'll be dead. Yeah, but yeah, see, but I guess it depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic yeah. game I'm, apartment. Yeah. I'm in my apartment in, in my grave. Somewhere. Yeah, I'll be like, well, magic <laughs> and share that with death. Magic self. <laughs> Share your cocktail, my dude. All right. That's why, that's why sometimes when we look at these young boys, there are some that I can relate to. Like I don't, I'm not mad at 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 boy. I I give him some advice that would help him out, but dog, he, he he's he's doing all right, man. But you know what? I'm though? Like, well, no, just, if, if we're being real, we're doing all right. I forgot who we talking about because we got into this talking about sports, Brandon Miller. Talking about Brandon Miller. Yeah, I know. But as sports fans, though. I think that sometimes we're just not honest, like because the thing about a Kobe or Mike or Peyton Manning or Peyton Manning or Drew Brees or Tom Brady, these guys who are known to put like so many hours into their craft and the ones that we can't relate to, I think I think that's why they get the adoration and why they're held. Like everybody's not going to be that. I think a lot of times we put like even 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 with this Wemby guy, like. I don't think it's about his physical attributes. Once you get to this level, it's more about everything else. It's like how right. do you deal with the off-the-court pressures, a la Ja Morant, Zion Williamson? How do you deal with the off-the-court pressures, the, um, the temptation that's there, being a professional, playing night in and night out, you know, in a league where you can just take wrestling you want? Like, it's, it's all the other things. Think about this, though. You ever see a dude in the NBA – um, who don't get no burn? Who go to LA Fitness and cook everybody? I played. I played with plenty. I'm of about them. to say, I played with a couple of. Them. So, so the fact that matter is, everybody. Shout out to Lawrence. Everybody in the NBA came in the gym and lit all. Everybody in the NBA and Lawrence Mogan couldn't even make it. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody in the NBA is mad talented. It's just the other stuff. So I think that's the interesting thing about seeing people coming to the draft. And what I'm like keeping right too is like this. You know, this we probably could do a whole show on this, like the, the takeover of the game, just to like the European player or the non the non American player because the guy being the greatest prospect ever, and he's not an American player at this point. Um, we're talking about the MVPs of the, of the finals and the MVPs of the league not being an American player no more, right? Let's see just, like, you know, in the top ten, how many are American-born players? So that's a whole other subplot. But, you know, um, I just think that the Man, reason these guys – about America who, as long as they come through Africa. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean? I mean, you know, peace and pan-Africanism. Peace right. and pan-Africanism. So we're going to the phone line, but real quick, quick stat of the week, man. Y'all, man. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, Minnesota Vikings. He needs 235 more receiving yards to have more yards than any Bears player ever. <laughs> more receiving yards than any Bears player ever. Yo, Yo the Bears been around Shout since like Willie 1930. <laughs> Damn. Shout out to Willie Gault. <laughs> where, where, where are you at, Willie? I mean, they had Brandon Miller. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall for they a minute. They only had Brandon Marshall for like five days. Yeah. They had Alshon Jeffries for for a while, but you know overrated. he was good. Overrated. <laughs> you think he overrated? He was cool he was he overrated. Yeah. Nah, he was Yo, cool. Who, he, he was good. Yeah, I want to know who racy. That's what I'm saying. I don't even think he's overrated because what he did in Chicago, he wasn't even supposed Jeffries. to be doing. We were like, who the fuck is rating Alshon Jeffries? <laughs> Damn, Jim, what was that other stat that you sent me late? It was something crazy. Oh, yo, about it was, it was a stat about the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat and the Warriors. How they've been in something crazy like the last uh, fourteen finals have. Uh, Let me have, find it because that got to be either, that has to be mentioned. Yeah, that has to be mentioned. Like, so I think, it was, mention I think it, it was like fourteen finals to have a have the Heat and the Warriors have appeared. Y'all, y'all. In um, all of the last 14 the finals, chat. never at the same time. Speaking of the Warriors, y'all talk about Draymond or uh, Big Weldon overplaying his hand, or y'all don't, or no? We talked. About I mean, well, he didn't really overplay his hand. We talked about now. him being in Europe with LeBron James right now, eating escargot. He ain't really overplay his hand now because now the Warriors, the Warriors made the decision. They sticking with him. They got rid of Poole. <clears throat> all right, here, here it is. Here's what what me and Jimmy was just talking about. Oh, you didn't hear about the pool trade, be often? Yeah, pool went to DC. Yeah, now, yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they did that. They did that to stick with Welvin. They chose. They they, they chose up. It's the, uh, the um, you know entrepreneurs in the street like to say. <laughs> so look, the Oakland one of these two teams, the Heat or Golden State, has been in the NBA Finals in twelve out of the last thirteen years. Um. 2011 to 2014, the Heat were in the finals. 2015 to 2019, the Warriors were in the finals. 2020, the Heat were in the finals. 2022, the Warriors were in the finals. 2023, the Heat were in the finals. So over the last 13 years, 2021 is the only time that the NBA finals didn't feature either the Warriors or the Heat. But the craziest part about this stat is that the fact that one of them were there 12 out of the last 13 years, they've never gotten there together the Warriors and the Heat have never met in the NBA Finals even though they've dominated the attendance at the NBA Finals for the past little over a decade that's crazy 
That's definitely a crazy stat. So we just had to get that off real quick before we went to the phone line. Uh, We got the homie Tobias calling in from out in AZ. What up, Tobias? Roll damn tide. All right, all I got to say is that Jimmy talks real slick about Alabama education, being that he went to Bishop (laughs) Gorman. Uh, (laughs) Roll roll Paul George. Roll P.E. Yo, what's up with your man? You know, he not – and you know damn well, you know damn well, yeah. the people in Alabama, especially the, the the athletes, don't go to class. Cut it out. Hey man, Yo, we go to class. Brandon no, Miller no, don't no. have his sight set too high, man. What you what you attribute that to, man? You think he just hey, don't man. like LeBron and baby. he just wanted to say something sensational? Hey, you got you got you got to be like a man of people, a renaissance man, you know. Hey, now he might not say you know Paul George playoff time, but hey, he's not regular season Paul. I know Paul hey, redeemed himself, I, but. I mean, and me, this is coming from, you know, I mean, until I read his comments, I thought I was Paul George's biggest fan. So, you know. Yeah, little, I know. It <laughs> crazy to see, you know, somebody got him as the GOAT. I'm like, damn, I'm a big yeah. Paul George fan, but we, we don't take it that far. But, yeah, yeah shout I, out I to know. What you got, what you got for us up right this now. evening? Man, the NBA draft, right? I think the Hornets should take Brandon Miller number two. They already got the all-star point guard, right? They're, they, the Hornets, as as well as the Chicago Bulls are two of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. The guy is 6'9", could handle, could pass, and is a great shooter. Of course he got a game to wait, but that's what happens when you're in the league at 19. But every team is looking for guys like that who are the 6'8", 6'9", wing players who can shoot and create. And, uh, and I think that will be a good fit alongside LaMelo. And Scoop has a lot of shooting issues also. That uh, he he's a great he's a great athlete, but I think if the Hornets don't take Scoot there, Portland at number three, they may be in business for real. Cause if you gonna keep Dane, what's the point of drafting that guy? He needs to play. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and like y'all thought about Jordan Poole, what happens is I, I just it's not just even, a, you know not to cut you off. But I, the whole idea of like basketball to me in twenty twenty three is positionless, so. You just get the best guy out there. Uh, and from I disagree. I kind of think that, I kind of think that's cyclical, and I'm I think that's gonna go away real quick. I think it's starting to already. Yeah, it because may. it may. Okay. I mean, it may. But but at the end of the day, though, if Scoot, is, so do all the words that people are talking about Scoot, and again, a lot of it is hyperbole because I think people may be trying to move the pick. Um, for, I've even heard folks argue that he should be number one. And then again, obviously you can't take him number one because Wimby's been hyped up so long that if you don't take yeah, Wimby, you miss out on this, and he becomes yeah, he, yeah. But boy. but I've heard some like, like you know, um, of course the the all the reporters say the GM tells them that Scoot's the best player in this draft. So, I mean, I get your point, um, but again, I mean, if Scoot is what they're saying he is, I don't know about that. You think Charlotte? Hey, we said it, but we all got to remember. These guys are coming at 19. So to be honest with you, all this shit's a gift. It ain't like it was 93 <laughs> where these guys played two or three years. We saw, you know, this is a gift right now, a lot of these guys. But, uh, and, like, we got to do upside. But, like, with Wimby, you have to draft him. Even if he gets hurt every year and flames out, you won't get fired. If you take Scoop and Wimby just got it and say he is, you're still getting, fi- you're getting fired, you know. But. I just think Absolutely. that like, but if you got, and, but and if a, you're at number two though, 
if you're at number two or three and you don't take Scoot and you take, um, you know, uh, the the gun dude, the gun dude, the dude that supplies the guns, you take him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can take y'all, 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 y'all Nick Knox ain't read the reports and he didn't even hand the gun to the shooter, but anyway, um, but look, as look, I was look saying, look, 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 look at the defense He didn't hand the gun to the shooter, he gave the guy's gun back and that guy gave it. So, hey, how did he give the gun to the killer? Okay. You got to get the gun to the shooter, but anyway, still ain't nobody said, hey, ain't nobody said jack squat about that stuff until after Alabama got eliminated. He didn't want to my selector outrage people out there. Uh, you know, ain't you nobody know, asked I, about know, that. I was cooking him the whole Jermaine time Harris. for being the, the assist man. <laughs> yeah, but ain't no one said anything about Jermaine Harris, the late Jermaine Harris, or he asked about her child, or the baby daddy who was at like, the scene also causing a ruckus. They couldn't even find him to issue the subpoena. But anyway, as I was Your saying, point is yeah, wait, did not pass wait, off wait, the hammer. My, my, my point is that my point is Nick Knox not got to say, but but like I said, Nick Knox don't read out there on Twitter. That's all I got to say. They just go for narratives. But anyway, the one thing also with this draft, it's showing that um, it's becoming the baseball draft where you don't even know who these guys are. We got guys playing overtime in the league. If you look at those Thompson Twins, who they playing against, it's like they're playing against church league kids out there. Uh, you know, uh, and, like, with the money, they keep saying, like, oh, they get money. These top prospects are still getting money in college. And I'm like, is it really that bad to get 500 k to a million at Kansas to play for Bill Self <laughs> or the Lord Jay Wright when he was there? But and, and are we sure NBA coaching? It's better than college. We see who walking these sidelines in the NBA. You mean to tell me Mike Budenholzer is better than Bill Self? <laughs> I mean, I think it's two different, two different skill sets. Uh, I think it's two different <laughs> skill sets. I, you, I, don't, I don't think I don't think you can make the comparison because dealing with dealing with you know the free using a team that makes thirty forty million dollars a year and having to deal with those egos is different. Even if you have a star player at the college level. Your star player at the college level ain't, 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 ain't making forty million dollars a year. Like it's, I, I think it's a whole yeah, different yeah, game dealing with grown we, men. Yeah, we don't do that. And dealing with the media. Alabama, because Alabama's a I clean institution for higher learning. But we don't. We, yeah, <laughs> I don't be off of it. <laughs> but you know, but I just think that it's like uh, the one thing that's hurting the NBA draft is like we don't know who these people are. Documentary white woman. Yeah. Hey, Alabama, we don't play those games because you still may get pulled over on the side of the road, you know, if you're the third stringer. They don't know who, you know. <laughs> you got to be a starter to get away with that. But, uh, you know, uh, but thing is, and I part of the NBA, the NFL used the college football as a free minor league system, and it helps because them guys, people know who a lot of these guys are, the top guys. It's like we say, the, the Thompson twins, we're just guessing. We don't know how good they are. We've never even seen these guys play. Anyone watch the overtime elite game? Does anyone know what internet channel they're on? No. Uh, we just, we just—it's like evaluating the Euro League players for 2001, where all you got grainy footage of the layup line, uh, uh, inbound pass, and a free throw. <laughs> you know, and uh, so, so a lot of it is a guess, though. And, uh, and one thing y'all saw Bradley Bill, like y'all saw Jordan Poole. It's not just his salary they got traded. It's that how much the luxury tax his salary was. That's why they dunked Wiseman for, for pennies on a dollar. Because I forgot how much his luxury tax would have been, but they would have been that. And, and with the C.J. McCollum CBA, where that second apron makes it so punitive. 
for, like, the repeater tech people, they had to let that go. And CP3 comes off in a year, and we all know Steph Curry ain't no point guard anyway, so this is perfect. Steph Curry can just run around, be the two guard that he is. You know, but... Yeah, but, but that, I don't, you know, still makes them smaller. I mean, I guess if you hey, believe fully in the position of basketball. So, 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 so you arguing for that, but Scoot shouldn't go. No, man. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is that his his numbers come up. But Steph ain't a point guard. That's all I got to say. He he he's only point guard because he's six three. That's why people list him that. Draymond's a point guard, Scoot, and Draymond's no, the only guy I know. Huh? Scoot, Scoot, three power like four. You seen that dude? <laughs> hey, yeah. Here's the thing, right? One, Draymond, the only guy I know that was grinning from ear to ear after his team lost because he got to hug his homeboy. Uh, you know, but Scoop, I think I think the Hornets. Well, well, yeah, he's hugging his king, or he's probably kissing his ring right now. He probably he probably in France peeling LeBron's grapes right now. But here's your peel grapes, your king. Uh, but like with Brad, like even with Bradley Beal. I said after they lost to Denver, the problem wasn't they had too many guys, none of guys with big names. The problem is they just didn't have any bodies. Uh, they just Bradley Bill making like forty million a year, I think. You could you could have got three bodies for that now. And and, and what have you? Still don't have a point guard. Cause are you really depending on campaign? Aiden doesn't want to be there. You may have to trade Aiden anyway. And this is your team. And are we sure Bradley Beal was just a good, fat, bad team guy? Or is he what he say he is? Yeah. It don't seem to me that Phoenix worrying about a point guard. I think the three of them is going to take turns bringing the ball up and doing what they do at this point. Hey, we got I campaign, guess, baby. They're like, we're not going to get assist anyway because we're going to take turns going one-on-one. So hey, campaign out there. Hey, this ain't. Hey, one thing about Philly, if I want to say one more thing, you're right about Tobias Harris because they would be extremely small if they yeah, got rid of him. I don't know what they're asking for, I'm telling you. It's like what happens is, yeah, they overpaid, but, hey, it happened. Everybody in NBA get overpaid. <laughs> you know, uh, Lou Aldane got a match contract for the Lakers and Timothy Mozgov. But uh, it happens. But also, there's been rumblings that my <laughs> Chicago Bulls gave the GM the green light to see the team how he fits. I say the Bulls should trap, trade Zach Levine because they have no pick, no cap space, no flexibility. And we hold on to him to Rosa Vucevic to be the 10th seed anyway. What's the point? You couldn't even make the freaking playoffs. And, uh, and I think that he can create that flexibility. But these Bulls fans argue with me, talking about, well, he averaged 25 points a game. All right, well, hell, that ain't special in 2023. We had six guys average 30 and eight more average 25. It's like the old days where one guy averaged 30. But I just think that sometimes some people aren't meant to be your number one. And and you stuck already. And you don't have any picks because they didn't pick for Ted for Vucevic. That 11 pick supposed to be ours. And, so, and sometimes you may have to go course correct because that Lonzo injury hurt. But sometimes you may have to pivot, man, and just say, hey, we're stuck in basketball, basketball hell already. Might as well try to create some flexibility. Because you you run it back, what's going to happen? Same thing. All right. We shall see. Hey, All you guys have a good one. Happen. All right. 
you got, you got, I'll say this real quick. I hope my boys are all our Akbar boys back by the Chicago Bulls because they'll actually spend some money, unlike Jerry hey, Reinsdorf. Whoa. <laughs> I, I want the Crimson Jihad to buy that. The thoughts me are the thoughts of him and him alone, not the rest My name is Fred Perdue, by the way, folks. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Freddie, we see you next week, good brother. Y'all take it easy. Yo, he said the Allah Akbar boy. Yo, wrong with him. All right, hey, Jim, yeah, man, what happened every... this week while everybody was on the Grizz Nye? Oh, damn. Yeah, man, it's almost time for the draft. Listen, why you want to. <laughs> Why You Want to Go Out is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and say, yeah, and you can get the warm discount. And that's if you need a custom website, you know, because some of y'all got trash websites. So, you know, make sure you give Digital Extreme Tech a call. All right, man, so let's get into what happened while you were on the grind. All right, anyway, uh, first thing, Twitter. Shot to Twitter. They finally um, decided to uh, cut off Mariah Mills and suspend her account as she was harassing the boy, tagging the NBA, tagging the Pelicans, tagging the FBI, tagging everybody. She was doing too much. You know, she was hurt. She's super she probably, I wonder if you watch. Y'all think you watch the draft tonight, Scouting? She, she will. She's going to watch the draft. She's going to watch the draft, yeah, and I'm pretty sure even though Twitter finally cut her off, I don't know what took them so long. She's going to probably take her act somewhere else. She's going to add photos and everything and go to IG and just post there. I don't yeah, know what, I wonder, what she's going to do. But, <laughs> I would love to see her yeah. live tweet the draft and see, like, you know, because I know she uh probably putting herself in position to get, you know, another sponsor. Yeah, I'm tired of you, but but yeah. every, other, every other post, she say at the end of it, I'm done. And then 100 posts later, I'm done. Like, come on, man. All right. Spit in your mouth. He, he smacked you off in the bag. <laughs> Got somebody else pregnant. All right. Like, all right. All right already. Like, she drawing. She, she need a daddy. But don't give me stuff. Another story that happened when you want to call OJ on the chick. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, speaking, speaking of. Speaking of, um, be honest, I don't know if you heard your story, but a story came out that um, OJ Simpson was the person that they originally wanted to play the Terminator. But they said they didn't pick him because they didn't think that um, he would come across as a killer. Yeah, they, yeah. I actually, I heard this from Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was watching the Arnold documentary on Netflix. So yeah, that, that's what he said. He's like, they tapped, they tapped both of them to be in the movie, but they didn't know which was which. Originally, they were going to try to get Arnold to play Reese's character. You know what I'm saying? Because first of all, I'm not. T- Arnold wanted, to, Arnold wanted that to. more than the Terminator because the Terminator didn't have lines. He was trying to be taken seriously and all that kind of stuff. So he said they tapped OJ originally to play him, but he said they did not think they could sell him as a killing machine. That was his exact words. They didn't think they could sell OJ as a killing machine. <laughs> Fast forward two, three years, <laughs> and OJ sold himself as a killing machine. But the glove did hey, not yeah. fit, so you must have quit. Hey, yeah. I'm just why you want to OJ is the Terminator, yo. I'll be back. No. Um, the real deal, Evander Holyfield, um, is trying to set up another fight with uh, Iron Mike Tyson. Um, he, he got I don't chance. know how many times you're going to keep going. 
they need a couple of dollars. Like, yo, hit up Mike. Let's get a couple of dollars. Like, yeah, because that's obviously what it is. Because you know we saw we've seen Evander Holyfield on his back, um, brutally, uh, in his older age, and like he's really he, he's trying to do something like Mike and um, and Roy Jones. Like he even admitted like you know we don't hate each other anymore, so it wouldn't be something where we're trying to kill each other. You know, just something friendly. Like, come on, man, why? Like, why? Like, my, I wanted my next phrase to be able to see that, but you know damn well we were tuning in to see the shit, but why? What you talking about? I mean, it's This is a cautionary tale to the young boxers out there who are getting big purses a day, man. Yeah. Look out for your Get future self, man. Right, right, definitely. Don't spend all your money because you're not going to, you know, he's 60, and he's still trying to get a check off Tyson. Tyson already helped him out by creating an edible in the shape of Holyfield's ear, and he, I think he let him in on it somehow. Right, yo, right, yo. Gave, him a, gave him a check. Right, yo. He get, yo, the edibles yeah. in the shape of the bitten off portion of his ear, and Holyfield went with that because yeah, he right. needed I a check. Yo, hey, come on, cut. <laughs> he, and, need, <laughs> he poor. Yo, do better, Amanda. Do better. Um, <laughs> he poor. Man. Bottom line. Yo, speaking of Mike. The other Mike, the other Mike from the 80s slash 90s slash 2000s, um, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, uh, to sell the Hornets for $3 billion. Um, now, there are a lot of stories that came out. Um, one dude on TikTok went viral for pointing yeah, out a story that says that Mike basically, Mike basically lost his team because he, he can't stop gambling, and he owed a couple of dollars. So, you know, he got cash some chips in. I don't know uh, what the truth is, but it's kind of wild right. to sell it the NBA team. The NBA team is like the closest thing to um, a, a, a business where you, there's no risk business, so no risk billion dollar business that you can find. Right, because he uh, paid two hundred and seventy five million dollars for the Hornets. Well, then the Bobcats back in two thousand six. Because um, remember, he was he started out as a minority shareholder. Um, in 2006, but in 2010, he later scaled his interests to a majority ownership um, after purchasing it from Bob Johnson for $275 million. Uh, $3 billion? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if all the rumors are true about Mike, you know, pretty much having to sell it to a person because of a gambling debt and all that kind of stuff. Seems far-fetched, but it also seems like, hey, it could be true. Not my money, not my business. Um, but three billies for the Charlotte Hornets. Like, really? Three billies for the Charlotte Hornets. And he sold so, it to a group Charlotte led Hornets by Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall. And reportedly, rapper J. Cole is a part of the ownership group as well. So J. Cole is now, you know, a minority owner in the NBA. So shout out to him, man. Shout out to him. Cole World. Yo, See what you did there, yo. If if the Hornets had someone for three billion, what would the Knicks or Lakers go for? <laughs> right, like come on, the Hornets sold for three bills. Come on, man. Yo, the Hornets, like yo, the airport the is Knicks like are you know back twenty bills. The airport the size of a gas station. So like, if you what 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 the Knicks going for? Knicks got to be going for at least double, maybe ten billy. Mm-hmm. Probably ten. Knicks are back. That's crazy. And That's they, yeah, like besides that, they back too. They in the playoffs. And they back. Come on, man. Back, yeah, man, your geography's a bug, man. Anyway, man, that's what happened this past week when you're on the ground. 
Before we can get out of here, tell them what happened in Dayton Sports History so we can watch the WNBA draft. Yes, sir. This date in NBA history brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know Sports the Book. Smart people only read the sports. Now take the first letter of each of those words and, you know, do what you do. Let's see how long it takes you to get that. Either way, written by the War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint, greatest sports book ever written. Get your copy at warroomsports.com, sportsthebook.com, amazon.com, or hit one of us up. We get it to you right out the trunk. No matter where you need it, where you get it, we got it. All right? This, this date in sports history, June 22nd, 2017, the infamous day, 76ers draft Washington point guard Markel Fultz with the number one overall pick after trading up <laughs> to acquire said number one overall pick. Uh, not looking too good for the 76ers these days as Jason Tatum who the Celtics took with the number three pick that they acquired, um, has become one of the best players in the NBA. Um, and Markel Fultz, after, you know, a lot of issues physically, mentally, uh, has moved on from the 76ers and is a, a pretty good player, but he's still a pretty good player under the radar, not a pretty good player, you know, like we expect from a number one overall pick. So shout out to the Sixers, botching that portion of the process, um, <laughs> this date in sports history. Salute. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, man. So everybody, um, go enjoy the draft, man. But we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Shout to uh, Skyview and Neil for holding the chat room down. We apologize. We couldn't really chop it up with y'all because they was hating on us. But, you know, blog talk, you only got, like, you know, a couple more shows out of us, man. Sports talk dead anyway. With that being said, though, shout to everybody who always supports. We appreciate it. Check out everything that we do, all of our social media contacts, all of our podcasts, all of our blogs. Everything can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. That includes my book, Sports the Book, is also at warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. And we'll see you chumps on Tills Night. Hey, I got one, one, one request. If anybody out there knows an 11 or 12-year-old 12 year, 12 year hooper, who has a lot of game that y'all could possibly get to Pennsylvania by tomorrow evening, yo, hit me yo. up. I'm desperate right now. Also, hit me up. <laughs> last thing, you also, NBA draft picks, man. Stay away from the Barbarian, that's all. No more Barbarian Out.
pussy cats, you better name us. What real sport? War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.